This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. Welcome to the Mark Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Heinemann. And I'm Kelly King. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that from time to time, we provide full teaching sessions for some of our favorite Bible studies right here on the Mark Podcast. We're kicking off a new study. Yes, and for the next seven weeks, we're going to do Jackie Hill Perry's Jude Bible Study together. We'll release the audio of one teaching session per week here on the Mark Podcast. Jude is Jackie's Bible study published with LifeWay. And she has graciously granted us permission to play the audio here. Please know that this is copyrighted material, so we ask that you not reproduce it. Before we dive in, know that the teachings in these sessions expand on the work that you'll do in the Bible study book. For the full impact of the study, you'll want to get the Bible study workbook, and you can purchase the book at lifeway.com forward slash Jude. We have a sample session there if you want to use it while you wait for your book to come in the mail. These audio teachings will be available for a limited time due to copyright restrictions. We'll leave the audio up until August 31st. We hope that gives you time to get the book and study along with us. Over seven sessions, Jackie will lead you through the book of Jude. You're going to dive into themes of being called, loved, and kept, and learn how to point others to Jesus in grace and truth. Now here's Jackie Hill Perry. Jude is such a small book with, I think, so much information um, and relevant information. Jude was always one of those books that I kind of skipped over in the Bible. I didn't really pay it any attention. Uh, It just was the thing you got to get past to get to Revelations or the thing that you see after 1 John 3 that you don't pay any attention to. And so I think to land on it and walk through it and meditate on it and see how powerful this book is that God through his spirit inspired you to write it. And so that obviously means that there's something to be said or something to be learned and something profitable in his words that we all as Christians today and forever will need. I just thought it was something that, you know, you see that was after first John three and that you see right before the book of Jude that you don't pay any attention to, but recognizing that all of scripture is God breathed Uh, I think it was valuable for me to remember that even this book is just as relevant as Romans or as Psalms or as Genesis or as Leviticus or as Hebrews, the, the books that we tend to land in more often, that God has a lot to say to his people through Jude. Um, and he will always have a lot to say to his people through Jude because the word of God is always speaking, is always alive. I think I was encouraged by the way Jude began his book how he began it by talking about himself as being a slave of Jesus and remembering that Jude was a brother of Jesus. That speaks a lot to the character of Jude, that he would want to be identified by who he serves instead of who he is related to. Um, But then how he moves to encouraging these people that they are Christians who are called, who are loved, who are kept. They need this encouragement before he gets into such an intense letter um, to be reminded that, no, you are, you have been called by Christ. You are 
are loved in God and you are being kept for God. This idea of keeping we saw was consistent throughout the entire Bible, that there is a God that we serve who both keeps the ungodly for judgment and keeps the godly for himself. Moving into the middle section, we saw how these people were going unnoticed to the recipients that Jude was writing to. And that I think that was one of the reasons why he had to write because they weren't seeing them. They weren't noticing them. Noticing them. They weren't taking heed to them. And there was no way that they would be able to contend for the faith if they didn't see the reasons why they needed to contend. Mainly that these people were bringing in teaching, that they were perverting the grace of our God into sensuality and that they were denying our only Lord and Master Jesus Christ. So what Jude did is he used all of these Old Testament examples, which was fun for me because it, it refreshed me on a lot of Old Testament stories such as Cain and Balaam and Sodom and Gomorrah and Korah and the angels in Genesis 6. And he lays out this description of these narratives so that we can grab from them uh, an idea of what these unnoticed teachers were walking in, things such as rebellion, uh, hatred of authority, greedy, sexually immoral, so that as they go throughout their church or uh, go to another church or engage in contending for the faith, they can take heed to the people who seem to match up with the narratives that Jude was laying out. He also talked about the condemnation of these teachers which again was heavy, which was hard to read at times, to, to be reminded that God is a God who is loving, but a God who is also judge. He's a judge because he's a holy God. Um, he, he cannot be loved and not at the same time hate. Um, and he hates sin. He hates all that sin is. And so he will destroy those and he will send people into a punishment of fire to those who have who have refused to repent and refused to turn from their sin. And I think what that does for me and what it should do for us is it gives us a sense of urgency where we see that this contending is not optional. And we see that this contingent contending is something that we need to do because people's lives are at stake. People's souls are at stake. That's why I like how in the latter end of Jude's letter, he talks about mercy, how we are to be people who are merciful to those who doubt. We are to be people who are snatching others out of the fire and we are to be people who are showing mercy with fear. Sometimes in contending for the faith, we've seen people do it really wrong. Uh, they haven't been merciful. They've been harsh. They haven't been merciful. They haven't uh, they haven't been merciful. They've been bitter or calloused or hard. But Jude says all of these things about these people and the judgment that is awaiting them if they don't turn from their sins. And then he tells us to be compassionate. And I think that's huge. Jude is displaying in his letter both grace and love, both truth and love all at the same time. And then he ends with this crazy amazing doxology where he says now to him who was able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before God's glorious presence to the only God our Father our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord which is necessary because after you read all of the verses you start to feel a little low but Jude begins with a prayer uh, he prays that they would be blessed uh, that they would have mercy that they would receive love in abundance and he ends with praise ending on the fact that God is the only only God ending on the fact that God is a savior ending on the fact that God is majestic ending on the fact that God is so much bigger than we might imagine and so I think Jude just wants us to end on God, not on the false teachers, not even on ourselves, but on who God is. And so how do we how do we deal with what Jude has laid out? What are we supposed to do? I think we should do what he said. 
contend for the faith. And in contending for the faith, the way we do it matters. So we can know the faith, we can know all these truths, but we need to say it in love. We need to walk with people with patience. We need to be kind because these people are no different than us. They may be ungodly, but we too at some point were ungodly too. But God was gracious to us and patient with us and he drew us by his mercy and we are to display the same. So it might seem like there's a lot to do, a lot to learn, but it's not. It's really as you're building yourself up in your own holy faith, as you are walking in church with other believers, as you are sitting in Bible studies such as these, as you are reading the scriptures, it's simply as you go about the world and meet people who don't believe what you believe or are struggling with what you believe or are wrestling with what you believe, you are contending for the faith by pointing them back to the scriptures, pointing them back to the truth and pointing them back to God. And primarily for the sole purpose that they would see Jesus, believe Jesus and walk with Jesus. And the way we do that is we're merciful. The way we do that is that we're compassionate. The way we do that is that we're empathetic, recognizing that the people that God has called us to walk with and to disciple and contend for the faith with are of the same kind of breed that we came from. They may be ungodly, but we were too. And it was only mercy uh, that has saved us and only mercy that has rescued us. And so that allows us to realize that we are talking to people that are just like us. We know what we know because God has been good and we want God to be good through us by the truths that we share with other people. And so, yeah, contend for the faith. Uh, do it with mercy and love, but know that the entire time that you are, God is with you and God is keeping you. Hello, you have just finished listening to the final session of the Jude Bible Study by Jackie Hill Perry. I am Elizabeth Heineman, and I am here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Elizabeth. That was a great study. I'm so glad we were able to do that this summer. I know, me too. And we're super excited because today we're getting to listen or we're getting to talk with Jackie, who wrote the study. Um, so, hey, Jackie. Hey. <laughs> um, our audience is of course, familiar with you because they've been listening to you for the last seven weeks, but also you've been on the show a few times, but let's just, we would love to get an update on your life and what's going on in your ministry and in your family these days. Yeah. Um, life is much slower than it used to be, which I prefer, uh, that, um, I, my, I just recently gave birth in October and now I'm pregnant again so <laughs> with my fourth. So that's kind of fun. Um, I also have a book coming out with B&H called Holier Than Thou in August and uh, a glory conference with Lifeway that begins at the end of this month. So, yeah, there's things happening. Yet at the same time, my Monday through Friday is pretty boring. I love how you're like, there's not much going on. And then you list like Ooh. these major life changing things and like huge events and books and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's big moments <laughs> with a lot of just normal nothingness. You know, I get that. I get yeah. that. Yeah. But you know what? There's a lot of things going on when you have three little girls, like even in the midst of the mundane, there is a lot of life going on in your house. Oh, yeah. If you if you saw my living room, that would attest to that truth. <laughs> I'm sure what? it's not it's, super quiet over there. Uh, like, uh, volume wise. Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jackie, we know it's been it's been about two years since the Bible study on Jude was published. And, you know, our listeners have gotten to hear kind of the audio teachings they have been following along in the Bible study book. But when you kind of think back on it, do you think there's anything that you would have changed or done differently or added to it? And then mm. maybe like the Lord's just continued to teach you some new things through the book. 
Oh, man. Um, I do think, honestly, that the political climate, um, Mm. I would have... I probably would have put something in there about just more about how to contend for truth in a way that doesn't chase controversy nor make enemies out of people uh, that are in the same faith community as you. Um, Mm -hmm. I just wonder if I could have done a better job at that, you know, (laughs) because I do think that some people think they're contending in the name of politics, but they're not. So that worries me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not been, and there's just a lot of things when you say politics, there's a lot of things encompassed in that. And a ton. Yeah. 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 But I I do think the principles of Jude are still helpful. Mm -hmm. You know, how uh, one of the sessions I walk through just contending by the spirit, you know, and Mm -hmm. if you are walking by the spirit in whatever it is that you're seeking to defend, uh, you will display kindness and love and gentleness and patience and self-control. And so I think if we apply that that principle to anything uh, that we, you know, feel a conviction about, I do think it will temper uh, the way we engage with others. So that's encouraging that that's still there. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually I was listening to a sermon um, this morning. It was an old sermon by Adrian Rogers, and he was talking about being filled with the Spirit, and he was talking about the importance of how, you know, when we're filled with the Spirit, then obedience needs to happen. Like, mm-hmm. that is, that just goes hand in hand, and I think that you've really kind of talked a little bit about that, even in the book of Jude. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, because I mean, that's what the spirit is leading us. Well, he's leading us towards Jesus. And then Jesus right. is is commanding us and calling us to do something higher and, and, and better with our bodies and our mouths and our minds and our, our homes and et cetera. Uh, but with the with a power that's outside of ourselves, you know, and so I think that's that's always the tension uh, and the weirdness. But the beauty of the Christian faith is that God has called us to 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 be like him which is impossible but he's given us the spirit that makes it possible so that's that's kind of cool yeah and like you're saying i mean jude is a book that was written for a particular time and a particular people but many of the truths are definitely still relevant today and so one of the things that you talk about like you said is contending for the faith Mm. and i think we see this both externally and internally these days we contend for the faith through evangelism efforts but also when we're fighting doubt and fears in our own hearts and minds. Hmm. So what do you think like contending for the faith looks like in today's culture? Oh, so many things. <laughs> yes. So many. I, I do think there there needs to be, and it, I, I haven't taught this, but I, I do think there needs to be more clarity on what the faith actually represents, mm. uh, which is what I, I guess I did teach it because we have yeah, that whole little layout in the book. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where there, there are high level, first level, super important doctrinal things that matter, you know, that God mm-hmm. exists, that God is one in three persons, that salvation comes uh, through faith and faith alone, et cetera, where I think we have made third and fourth and fifth level issues, issues that we're contending for when those are not the, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we're, we, I think we need to spend more energy on fighting for doctrines that really, really matter rather than doctrines that we're just splitting and straining gnats over. Uh, so that's one. But I think ultimately contending for the faith now is doing what Jew was telling them to do then, is identifying the things in your local church, 
your local community, your local city, or whether it's even in your home with your kids. What are they wrestling through? What are they struggling with? What do I need to learn about it? What does the scripture say about it? Let's wrestle through this so that we can all land on the truth. I think that's what contending for the faith is. It doesn't have to be big. You don't have to have a missions trip to contend. It, you know, it's just simply defending the truth as revealed in the scriptures. Yeah. And so like your new book that's coming out and when this is released, it'll just be about a week before the book comes out and it's called Holier Than Now. So talk about like, I feel like there's got to be some connections here with that book even. I think so. Cause I'm, I feel like I'm contending for the nature of God, mm. <laughs> you know, that he what? is, he is a righteous God, but I'm also contending for the reality that in his holiness, he's also beautiful and good. You know, I think, uh, sometimes holiness has been framed in a way where all we see is the the harshness of it, which is, you know, rule keeping, uh, wrath as a consequence of our uh, inability to keep these rules. It, but it's bigger than that. You know, it, it's mm. that God is transcendent and that God is morally pure. It's that he's high and lifted up. And it's that he's righteous and just. And so holier than thou is, is really my attempt to lay out uh, what I hope to be a really faithful representation of the goodness and the beauty that is found in the holiness of God and how that's an incentive for our own faith. So that's what I'm contending for is just God again. <laughs> yeah, I am super excited to get to read it because I think we do like exactly what you said. We kind of think of holiness as like apart and separate and pure and like untouchable. Yep. So, but our God is very much a with us God. And so um, I'm excited to read that and see kind of both sides of the same coin, mm. so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, that's exciting. And I think, I think it does play really well into Jude. And one of the things that we want to talk about is, how the concepts of being called and loved and kept. Mm -hmm. And right now there's a lot of narratives that are becoming so common of deconstruction of the faith or mm -hmm. doubts of God's loving kindness and our struggles to find identity in Christ. And so how do those three words that, you know, are in Jude how, called loved and kept, how do those concepts fight against those narratives of all those things that seem to be yeah fighting against it? So That's how can you help with that? Yeah, it is. Uh <laughs> Just take it's it. You can take it a little bit apart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, this is difficult for me because, and I think it's difficult personally, mm -hmm. because uh, throughout the pandemic, I've had more than a few friends kind of just drift from the faith. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been interesting, but also hurtful to watch all at the same time. And it's interesting yeah. because of the reasons. Uh, it's hurtful because of who who it is that I know they're they're leaving. Uh, but there's always the question of are they called? Uh, do did they want to be kept? But they are mm -hmm. loved, right? <laughs> this yeah. is just this interchange of all of those words, and I, I do think that the pandemic played a part in it. I, I think loneliness uh, does something to our our faith. It really does. It is not good for a man to be alone. And so I think that even reminds me of how we are not called to solitude. Uh, neither are we called by ourselves. Like there is a whole church and mm -hmm. community that is called as well that we need. Um, so just to be reminded that our faith is a common one, you know, it's a shared faith among many people. Um, but I think loved in the fact 
that man, like God sees me, God knows me. He sees what I'm going through. He sees what I wrestle with. He sees what what's happening. He sees the suffering. He also even sees the prosperity. But I think that's the beauty of community again. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like when you're around a bunch of saints that are all, you know, seeking and loving and trying to hold on to God despite their trials, despite their temptations, despite their tribulations, it does something to your own, um, I think, courage. And so I don't know if that answers the question. That's just kind of me rattling off some stuff that's in my brain. Yeah. And I, I love that you said that about being hurt. Cause I, I feel like I felt that same thing. I've had a few friends that, um, have also had conversations about deconstructing and, Mm. and falling away from the faith or just in different ways and in different, um, outcomes. But I think I have also felt hurt and I love that you just said it's because you know who they're leaving. And so Mm. it, it should hurt us. Um, but I've often like been puzzled by that feeling. So that's very helpful. And, and yes, I, I agree that we are not meant to do all of this alone. And Mm so we definitely need people around us who, um, can help us with those, those questions and, um, help us just point us back to the truth Mm -hmm. found in God's word, like the capital T truth, you know? Mm Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that this study, you know, talks about those concepts and is so important right now and is so timely. And so I'm so thankful that we got to listen to it for the past seven weeks and and do the study and dig into this short little book. Um, but Damn. definitely, it definitely packs a punch for sure. Yeah, Jude is, Jude has so much to say. The spirit has so much to say through Jude. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm grateful and privileged that, you know, I had the opportunity to sit in that book for as long as I did and create something that allows other women uh, to do the same. Like, I just I, I can't explain how surprised even <laughs> I was, how many people uh, interacted with it. Um, so that was that was just a joy for me. Yeah, I mean, I've had so many people that I just when I meet people that have done the study, you know, probably one of the first things they say is, I've never done a study in the book of Jude, or I've never heard the sermons on the book of Jude. And so, because they, you know, they feel like, and, you know, this is probably silly, but it is kind of one of those things that you go, okay, well, if I want to check off reading a book of the Bible today, I could just like read through the book of Jude. Right. Like you said, to sit through it and to really just meditate on, on just the, the principles there and even just seeing how how things are explained from the old testament you know you bring in a lot of aspects for that and and just you know again god's holiness in that mm-hmm. um i think that is I, I think it has been good for all of us to just sit in this one chapter of god's word and go wow this is a reminder that god's word is holy it is mm-hmm. true and it is living and active and it does cut into us and yeah. and it should. It should. Yeah. And one of the things I know I talked about it when we had Lauren Chandler on because she just wrote a Bible study on numbers. And nice. I said that when she was starting that, I was still working through Jude. Um, and it's funny how or I had just finished Jude, I guess. But it's funny how Jude uh refers to numbers so mm-hmm. many times. Like the stories in Jude are also the story. Like he just kind of 
refers to it offhand, but it's like, no, that's the story that's in numbers, which is also an, also an overlooked book. So yeah. it's just been interesting to see how it works together and yeah, spans. Jude is like an old Testament survey. Yes. <laughs> <It is. laughs> like when I read it, I was like, there's no way you can understand Jude without having some sense of old Testament narratives, which yeah. is the funnest part about it. It's a lot of For overlap. Sure. And, and I'm yeah. sure a lot of people have heard the doxology before because it is like one of the most beautiful doxologies it's in epic. scripture. It's epic. Um, but after studying all of the rest of it, that's when it just means so much more to to read that doxology for sure. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, that was one of the questions that drew me to want to write it, which was what what about verses one through twenty three? led you to the doxology in verse 24 and 25. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't a random thing. Like he's ending this way for a reason. This is climactic. There's obviously a point that he made that this then builds upon or ends or concludes or whatever. And when I, when I studied it, it made total sense. It's like, man, Hey, you're going to be contending for the faith against some crazies, but don't you doubt (laughs) the Lord is going to keep you now let's praise him for it. Um, Yes. Which is cool. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Jackie, we, we want to kind of know you've answered this question before as far as what has marked you in your faith, but we would kind of want to twist this a little bit and say, how do you hope that women are marked by their study of Jude? Hmm. I guess in two ways. One way is having the confidence to know that you can engage with biblical passages and books that are seemingly quote unquote hard and succeed. Um, You know, I I think uh, sometimes there's this underlying fear that women are not good enough to engage with certain passages or or texts like that, that that's a man's job or the pastor or the seminary professor's job, you know, but it's like, no, God has given us a mind. He's given us intellect. He's given us his spirit to be able to engage with this stuff and understand it and glory be to God. So I think that's one. (laughs) It's like, you really can do it. Um, The second one is the courage to do the hard work of talking about hard stuff, you know, like what Jude was challenging the church to confront was not easy, especially because they were confronting people within their midst. You know, these are these are people they know, people they probably had dinner with, people that they 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 might have went to their little weddings and had some wine. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's hard. But if if there's any if there's any contention that we come against often, it's usually with the people that we know best, right? And so I think mm-hmm. Jude uh, is setting us or setting us up to just have the courage and the faith to say, this is a good thing to, to engage in the hard stuff because we have a bigger goal. And the goal is that people come to know, love and trust Jesus. Yeah, that is so good. Yeah. I love that we focus back on him. Here he is able, he is. Jackie, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to just um, share the audio teachings with our audience. And I know that this has been a great opportunity for them to even get to know you better. and. We, we do want them to know about your Gloria event. Do you want to say anything about that before we hop off? Yeah, sure. Uh, Gloria is just a women's conference. And the way that I've been uh, communicating the aim is that it's a conference where you'll learn more about God than you will learn about you. <laughs> so it's just super God-centered. And we're going to learn about the doctrine of God as revealed in His holiness. So that's it. 
We yeah. can't wait. Well, we, you know, I thought it might be good, even Elizabeth, just to read the benediction here yeah. at the end as we talk about, you know, talk through this. What do you think? I was thinking the same thing, but of course, Jackie needs to read it. If we're putting you on the spot, do you have it close by? I can I can pull up my computer. I know you quick. have it mostly memorized, but you've had a I couple did. kids since then and uh, yeah. all that. So we won't, I'll, I'll we won't start put switching that out, pressure on you. I'll start switching out attributes now yeah. that him too is able and patient. That's what I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to do. Uh-huh. Should I do CSB since this is a Lifeway podcast? You do whichever <laughs> you, one you would like. You do you, yes. I'll do CSB for the heck of it. All okay. right. Now to him who is able to protect you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory without blemish and with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, power and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to the Mark Podcast. We'll be releasing all seven teaching sessions of the Jude Bible Study here on the podcast for the next seven weeks. We will leave the audio up until August 31st. Be sure to get a Bible study book, get together with your Bible study friends, or hop on a Zoom call and listen in. If you enjoyed today's teaching sessions, be sure to join us for Jackie's brand new event, Glory, coming to five cities in 2021. And don't miss Jackie's new book, Holier Than Thou, releasing this August. Learn more and find a glory event near you at lifeway.com slash Jackie Hill Perry. If you're loving this Bible study content, please let us know. Tag us at Lifeway Women or use the hashtag Marked Podcast on all your social media. Let us know what you're learning, if you like getting Bible study content this way, or if you have ideas for future episodes. We're so grateful you're listening and want to know how to serve you well. Bye. Bye.